Welcome back, baby. Yeah. And welcome to the Natural Nerve Podcast. I'm your host, Wes. I'm your host, Michael. And I'm Marvin. Thank you for listening to our podcast where we're likely to geek out about something. First off, welcome back yep. to all yes. of us and to all season, of our listeners. Season three. It's been a while. Yes. Today is the first episode of season three, the first episode of year 2020. We're in a whole new decade. <laughs> decade. Yeah, last time we podcast, literally last year. Oh, last decade is yeah, the last time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. Um, but before, uh, well, without further ado, what are we brewing today? First up, we got Disney Plus and The Mandalorian. Yeah, so since the last time that we we spoke, or we not spoke, yeah, but no, like podcasted, podcasted. Um, Disney Plus came out. And along with it was, you know, original shows such as Mandalorian. Basically, that's the biggest one right now. Yeah, I would say that's, that's the that's flagship type. You guys all finished, right? Yeah, we finished. And so just a brief kind of overview. Like, what's, um, what did you guys think? You guys cold on it? Hot on it? What? As as Star Wars fan, as a Star Wars fan, I, I won't speak for my colleague. I'm, I give this a, a hot coffee. As in, it's good. Like, I really enjoyed this. But it was we'll, like, we'll get into it. We'll get into it was it. movie quality in a TV show. And that was, like, amazing. Did you find that it was slow? Too slow? No, no. I didn't find it too slow. After the first two episodes, it was a little bit slow. Because, you know, there's there's only eight episodes per the season, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know, going off the bat, that the episode lengths would kind of shift and vary. So it was like between... Game of Thrones kind of thing, right? Yeah, but at least Game of Thrones, you can expect like a 45 minute. Sometimes on these episodes, it's like 30 minutes. Sometimes it's like 45. So it's like mm. a pretty big swing. Um, but otherwise, uh, the first two episodes, I felt were very slow. I didn't really see the significance. Because, you know, Star Wars like takes place from like planet to planet. And then the first two are spent just on like right the same on that, one. Yep. And he's like trapped there. We don't see him leave until like the very end. Otherwise, the series picks up a lot. Really cool characters introduced. Um, our protagonist is um, our protagonist is like very um, admirable, and he's like a throwback to like a whole bunch of different Western uh, I- uh, icons. So, like, I mean, you, you guys are the Star Wars. I mean, uh, I guess I am too. You're slowly becoming <laughs> one. Yeah, but like Marvin did... kept claiming over break. Oh, yeah, I right. guess I'm the he's biggest the Star Wars biggest fan Star Wars because I, mean, I made some droids. Oh. I mean, I was the first one to visit both Galaxy's Edge and finish Mandalorian and watch Rise of the Skywalker. Well, Ooh. I, I'm the first one to finish Mandalorian, period. That's all I okay, can say. Okay, fine, fine. But anyways, before real, we get wait, wait, I went to Galaxy's Edge before you did. And, and finish Mandalorian. I know, but so I went to Galaxy's Edge before you did. And. It's, it's an and. <laughs> and. It's not it or. Matter. It's not or. It's trying to cut you down. Yeah, it's not or. or. No, Wes and I together yeah. equal you. Yeah. <laughs> or, I'm better. <laughs> oh, my God. oh wow! I'm just kidding. Um, that's, but that's the biggest. But no, real, real talk. So since you guys, news. you guys are more into Star Wars, um, did you feel like a show like Mandalorian? Did it kind of? Uh, were there any inconsistencies with the actual, real the the movie storyline that that everyone knows of, or you know? Yeah. I feel like this was kind of removed enough from the main storyline, but still connected in all those different ways. That mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. Right, but like, um, were there any like inconsistencies? Inconsistencies, like let's say like the biggest thing. Yeah, I I, I get. I think I know where you're trying yeah, to go I, for. Okay, here, here's an example. Shield, Shield. Um, during the snap, mm-hmm. in the MCU, Shield didn't. Agents of Shield didn't touch on that. So diverted. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it's then it's kind of like well, what happened, or then then like 
in in the, uh, Marvel Netflix, it's like uh, they mentioned the Battle of New York. The, yeah, Battle of New York, but, but then like something else doesn't happen. Uh, the biggest thing is from what we know, how Mandalorian's culture is depicted yes, yeah. on screen versus on the small screen, which I'm saying Disney Plus. Like in in the big screen, we can see the Mandalorians take off their helmets, and then even in the Clone Wars TV series, that's what they did too. Um, like but there was no those, sacredness behind it. Were those actually Mandalorians though? See, like I think that theory Cause, was cause the created whole... after they they established this in the in the Mandalorian series. I think that was never a thing. Because I think Jango Fett wasn't went. technically a, officially a Mandalorian. But what about the people on the planet of Mandalore? They were taking their helmets off, like left and right. Well, yeah. So if you lived in the planet of Mandalore, doesn't it doesn't necessarily make you a Mandalorian? Right, I think it does. I think it does. No, because I thought Mandalorian was more of a, a type of warrior. So it's like, so this guy. Uh, I think the whole society, what's, but is, what's, it's like a tribe. I'm pretty sure no, someone out there knows this more than we do. Well, what's what's this guy's? What's the main character's name? Din. 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 I was gonna say Jin. I was like Din. Close. Din. Jarin. Jarin. Like he's a. He wasn't. Born. A man. Yeah, he was not. Right, yeah. yeah, he wasn't born in Mandalore. He was taken or saved, and, be- as a child. and, and then he ended up becoming mm-hmm. a yeah. Mandalorian. Yep. But people can be brought into their tribe, but that whole tribal aspect about them that was never really said explicitly in any of the media. So is it more of like or maybe Clone Wars? I haven't seen it all. If you're Mandal, all Mandalores are Mandalorians, but if you're Mandalorian, doesn't mean that you were born in Mandalore. Right, just like if you were born in the U.S., you're a U.S. citizen, but you can get naturalized, yeah. and then you could become a U.S. citizen. It's like that. Uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, that's like the only glaring difference that I could see between the you know the movies and like the Clone Wars stuff, and then this series. So, right. <clears throat> one thing I don't remember is how many years apart is this taking place she, after number after six. after number six? Yeah, I, I think it's between five in 10 years so so the thing is that the mandalorians didn't really know anything about the jedi right you you remember that part where the the smith she comes in and talks about the jedi that means the mandalorians don't have that long of a a lifespan so then they have to at least be younger or din at least has to be younger than say 30 yeah but the whole the dark saber thing that directly ties the Mandalorians to the Jedi. Because that is something that the one Mandalorian who became a Jedi made. Mm-hmm. So that they don't know about that path. I don't understand why. Like, the, how, where in history did they lose that knowledge? Uh, well, the Darksaber was... Okay, yeah, spo- uh, you know, <laughs> needless to say... <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you've already... Okay. Well, you got to watch this. It's been, it's, been, it's been about a month now and, since... Yeah, well, we haven't given our full thoughts on The Mandalorian. We're just getting, like, our quick takes, but we're jumping right to yeah. the very last <laughs> frame where um, Moff Gideon, uh, played by Giancarlo Esposito, uh, you know, you might know him as Guts Breaking Bad, Bad. Uh, he emerges out of a downed X-Wing, no, TIE Fighter, and he's wielding a, the Darksaber, which uh, there is only one in existence in all of Star Wars canon. See, this, this is nice because... Um, I didn't know that. I didn't. I thought. Just, oh, he has a lightsaber. That means he's affiliated with, or maybe like he's a Sith or something. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I didn't know that the dark saber actually has more of a, a lore behind it until you guys mentioned it. So because it's been uh, shown in Clone Wars and Rebels. I think Rebels. Yeah, yeah. 
I think a little bit has been explored in Rebels. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be tied to like the king of Mandalore, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like some yep. higher up. The king of Mandalore was protects it. He became a Jedi, and it, it's like a long ago. Yeah, a long ago, and he made that saber, and then that's like a uh, a symbol of power. So whoever owns or wields this dark saber basically rules the Mandalorians. So because Moff Gideon has it, we're, we are to assume that he took over. No, I think he just... No, he he raided it and I think he just stole it as, the a, reason, as a prize for himself. Yes. Oh, okay. The reason why he knew Din's name like explicitly is because Din understood that... Oh, sorry. I, I flipped it around. The, the reason why Din knows which Moff it is is because he knows his name and that means that he raided uh, Mandalore or wherever Din was raised in Mandal- like in the Mandalorian culture. And in that same raid, that's where Moff Gideon took the Darksaber. Oh, I see. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's interesting. Like it's, it's, th- this show is like a good example of what to do if you want to do world building. Because like, this basically just expounds on the big Star Wars universe already. But at the same time, it does have the positive merit of like building on top of something that's already yeah. like very, very huge and solid. Um, so like, I, I, that's what I'm looking forward to, like other series, which is like expanded world building stuff. Because if you start from scratch, like if we just saw this show before seeing any Star Wars, you'd kind of be confused. Mm-hmm. But then because you know what Jedi are, and then you know that they got decimated, you can at least start with this and like kind of understand like where it's coming from. Uh, as a as a outside Star Wars perspective, like I I thoroughly enjoyed this this story just because like like I feel like it, yeah it was kind of disconnected from the actual Star Wars storyline. But that's why you like it because yeah. it's not Star Warsy. <laughs> yeah, or like it's just it's, you're an, you're a fake fan. It's it's more than just Jedi Sith. Yeah, and, it, the, Repu- and the rebellion. Yeah, thing, and right? and on top of that, like like this the the this the, the whole storyline. It doesn't revolve around like, um, oh, like the we're trying the the resistance are trying to fight back. It it doesn't really have to do with that. It, this one this one in particular is about like okay let's, how, you know the the relationship that this bounty hunter started developing for this you know this baby, baby Yoda, right right and then like how that changes him and the hit the, the 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 outlook on him as a as a Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and so that that part to me was like really really interesting. I I thought at times it was kind of slow after the yeah, after the first few episodes because like the first the first episode by itself like captured me, I was like whoa like I did not see this coming like I wasn't even like excited about Mandalorian as yeah. much as you guys, but then once I watched that first episode I was like completely like, I, I'm I'm I can't wait till the next one comes out. Yeah, and then the the big reveal at the end of episode one, you know, with the baby Yoda, yeah. I think that that's like that's what got me and Michael most of them be like, oh like, my yeah. god, like, what the <laughs> yeah, it's like how is this possible? Another one of that species, yeah, we still don't know the name of the species, right? We've only seen Yoda, like represented from his people, or whatever. And then there's also that the. The people have been saying is it Yaddle or something oh yeah it's another member on the Jedi oh, Council yeah. in the prequels which also so, looks similar to so in all of Star Wars there's only been two characters that are of, of that race and they have both been Jedi we have never seen their planet heard or, their or, planet or, species name uh, anything uh, like that yeah so this is brand new territory and it's it's a really 
interesting concept. And I'm glad that John Farrow and the creative team behind The Mandalorian like chose like this of all things. Like, like of all the six, let's say six movies, right? From one to six, like the cool and kind of like underutilized unsung heroes is like bounty hunters. And like Boba Fett's design looks really cool. They tried to introduce Jango Fett, his mm-hmm. dad in the prequel series. And then Yoda is like the most badass. Once you see him in episode two, you know, he's like flipping around and then he's like, we, we all just thought of him as like old, like decrepit. Yep. He teaches Luke on Dago, but he dies. But then we realize like he's a badass, like Jedi, you know, master. And then so they took those two like underused things and they made a whole series about those two like forming a bond. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, world's colliding. This is <laughs> what Star Wars is, uh, like where it shines the brightest. Like, yeah, this yeah. is great. And on top of that, like Disney definitely capitalized on like the success of Baby Groot, and they were like, "Let's let's make a Baby yeah, Groot, right. and and make him hella cute." <laughs> Who's more cute, Baby Yoda, or uh, Baby Groot? Right now, Groot. You, no, what? You still think Baby Groot's cute? Yeah, because Yoda didn't do shit. He didn't do anything yeah. except use the Force. And heal guy. Yeah, and then then he he it's the same thing. He just does that and passes out. Like the the <laughs> the opening the opening intro of Guardians Volume Two of Groot dancing, uh-huh. it, that in itself is he he did more and he was chasing down the the little uh, rat thingy. Yeah, the the rat thingies and then like all the other guardians just picking him up like get away like all that stuff like that that in itself is more, much more than what baby yoda did okay, okay. I, I think i know how we're gonna vote because of our personal biases but i, I like this this fake discussion i think baby yoda is better because he puts up his puny little three leg three fingered claw he uses the force to heal and when he's done and he passes out there's a cute little like fall noise like a beep you know when he when he sits back down yeah and he passes out and he's asleep and he's cute it's when he goes out of his crib and, and like, sticks his head down, you know. Yeah. And he drinks freaking soup from a little bowl. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was the only And he ate a frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's up in the air. All in favor for Baby Groot, say aye. Aye. All in favor of Baby Yoda, aye. Aye. Oh <laughs> All right. The, the Baby Yodas have it. All right. All right. Get out of here, Marvin. Three, <laughs> three grown-ass men talking about which is cuter. The three going ass men talking about Star Wars on the podcast yeah. <laughs> at work. Kids at heart, man. That matters. <laughs> yes. Uh, but did you guys, uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with like uh, classic Western movies, but did you see any references to any other movies within The Mandalorian? I think this is your territory. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You've watched, you watched the most movies mm-hmm. out of us all. I feel like when it comes to uh, movie genre and stuff, I'm not that picky about it. Oh, you are picky. I'm not. Oh, so you would watch westerns? Like, I would, but like, I'm not like. I'm not gonna compare it. Oh, like oh. I'm not like that. I don't think you can pick it out. Like, yeah. Oh, this is where they got the inspiration. Yeah. This yeah. And that, oh, like that. Okay. unless it's like meant... super obvious. Yeah, like, let's say, like I don't know, there's a big like a hallway scene, yeah, hallway fight scene, dinosaur or right. something, and be like, oh shit, right. and it Park. breaks to the top of the car. Yeah. And then the kids are like, ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, in, in the episode where they go to the uh, village and they teach the villagers how to fight, mm-hmm. that's kind of samur- Seven Samurai uh, inspired. That's where like the Seven Samurai uh... go to a village, they're being attacked by raiders, and then they have to arm the people, teach them how to fight, and then they're also fighting along with the villagers against them. So it's like a ref- d- direct reference to that one. Is that the Keanu Reeves movie? 
No, no. Oh, that's, that's the last time, right? Last time was Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise. Uh, Wait, Keanu Reeves was that? He was. was that? I, I forget. I forget. I didn't watch it. That's that's one of the few <laughs> movies that, that I didn't watch. We um, stumbled. And then, well, like, not a direct movie reference, but where he joins the team of, like, uh, ragtag mercenary people. That's where Bill Burr's episode comes in. And they break the person out of prison. I think that's, like, just, like, one of those classic kind of storylines um, what you want to call it? And then, oh man, I had it. The reason why I asked this question because I had two two references, <laughs> but I forgot what that second Western movie was. But whatever. But yeah, like I, I like how they're. I think that's the the benefit of having like uh, turning this into a TV show that they can actually explore like every episode can have like a, some sort of different theme because like uh, now we were able to see the Mandalorian to like you know go through. Yeah, there's that one kind of standalone episode of like him going with the those other mercenaries and stuff, and and then there the other one where he has to help the the village with um, yes, yes. what's the girl's name? Um, the the, the, the kind of love interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, no, I don't. I, I can't pull that out of my head. Um, but yeah, like even even that, like those are like kind of like standalone little adventures that he they can break out in in the within each episode, and then you know, it, but it's not like. It's not like uh, a regular TV episode where, like, you can, you know, like, for example, a Flash or something. Like, they have episodes where it's just completely throwaway, you know? Yeah. Like, Each one of the episodes kind of pulls you in, like, a different yeah, kind of direction. Yeah. Like, emotionally and also, like, nostalgically. Mm-hmm. It kind of, like, it, it grounds it in new ways. It's yeah. like, in my brain, what the show is doing, it's like, you know, in elementary school when you had that big parachute thing? Uh-huh. And you're like, you hold yeah, the yeah. end of it? Like, every episode's like, tugging in a different uh-huh. color and it's like expanding this thing into like a fully formed yeah. like enjoyment bubble yeah <laughs> and like yeah even even that episode of like um where he has to teach the the the, the those villagers and stuff how to shoot and how yeah to like defend themselves he, yeah. even at the start of the episode like he it was like the mom that was like underneath the water or something like she was hiding underneath yes. the water and then like she's the one that kind of stood up like you know i'm, I'm ready to like learn how to fight like Technically, like, after that, we don't know anything of her. But it's like they were able to build, to do some world building inside of this world building show. And it's just, it's just amazing to me. Did you want him to take off his helmet in front of her? And in, then... in front of the... <laughs> the love interest. The love interest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I wasn't, like, I, th- I feel like the love interest part wasn't too, like like necessary for me like it was there it's cool but like Cara Dune Omera that's his love interest one Omera huh Omera Omera is the the villager that he falls in love with but Cara Dune played by Gina Carano that's the other ex stormtrooper shock trooper something Uh like that whatever Um, is is she uh, the one that played um, the girl from X-Men or Deadpool yeah yeah Yeah, in Deadpool that's her her Mm. she's also in Fast and the Furious but also, like, what I wanted to get to is, like, oh, well, let's, let's get to your, uh, uh, wait, what was I going with this? <laughs> Sorry. I, I totally lost my train of thought in the middle Rainbow. of my story. He, he looked into my eyes, and then he got lost. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anything else to add to The Mandalorian? Well, I mean, I think, uh, I think eventually, like, over time, we're probably going to, like, go back to, to The Mandalorian and stuff. Right, right. But, like, oh, over- what do you want to see out of a uh, season two? 
what happened to all those people who took their helmets off? Okay. And I, I believe they're still... Well, uh, they're still knows? alive, who knows? but we just don't know where they're They trained Mandalorian, yeah. but I want in disguise. I mean, uh, story-wise, I'm not quite sure. Uh, Action-wise, like, this was a pretty action-packed series, but I, w- I wish that they would be more um, clever with their fighting. Like it's not just like oh it's a they're just shooting each other with guns, like and like hiding behind it until like until you're able to like kill everyone, like for example that that first fight scene with you know in, in episode one where like he jumps on that that machine gun and just kills everyone, mm-hmm. like that's kind of like borderline like more exciting because it's different it's a different okay. way of just like oh shooting someone, like. I don't know if you guys get my point. Like, because I, I, like, I'm going through the fight scenes and they all seem pretty yeah, different this... to me. Like they down that ATST and they throw a grenade inside right? of it. Yeah. Okay. Skywalker esque. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But besides that. Otherwise, uh, IG eighty eight, he like blows himself up to, yep. and then in front of that thing, him he... running on the street, fuck with baby Yoda, going. Yeah, that one. And also, that. when he uses his jetpack to get on top of the ex, uh, the TIE fighter, mm-hmm. that was a cool yeah, like, okay, okay. fight move. Okay, Mandalorians. What? Mandalorian fight scenes. Jetpack. Wait, what? Wait, let's say that, that, uh, that fight scene where the Mandalorians come to save uh-huh. uh, Din. Uh-huh. Din, right? Yeah. 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 Like, uh, in the back, you just see them just flying around, just like shooting, shooting, and shooting. And it's just like, dude... But that is they're, what men want to do. I know, but they're bounty they're bounty hunters. So I would I would think that they would have some more clever way to like cl- kill someone I rather think, than just I, like oh we're just gonna be out in the open just shooting blah blah blah. Like I, I, I okay, want it to be I like there's a misconception here. I think that they are not exactly bounty hunters. They didn't start off as bounty hunters. They started out as warriors, and that was pretty much it. I think after the fall of the Republic and the fall of Mandalore, they had to switch over to providing for themselves somehow, right? So bounty hunting, because they're good at fighting and killing people. Okay, but, but and, I just feel like they're not, they didn't really sh- show fully like how good of a fighter they were. I just I just wanted something different, something like that's crazy. They only did that twice, and like from what we see. Okay, so this this is this is the same like twice. comment that I had. Yeah. This is the same comment that I had uh, after. Uh, what was the seventh one or eighth one, eighth movie? Last Jedi. Yeah. Oh, actually, but all the Star Wars, like, because <laughs> remember I was like, when it comes to like the the fight scenes in space. It's just like just them chasing each other and like they're they're just yelling at each other and until like you know they manage to like blow some stuff up or something, mm-hmm. but like I just wish like they would have like more clever ways to like beat the opponent. Um, just I, like like uh, the light speed one, the light speed jumping, through, yeah, through okay. the the star destroyer, and it was like whoa, that's different. Yeah, that's something that we didn't even think of yet. And like, but they were able to use something clever to defeat the opponent rather than just like, oh, fight until you beat them, shoot them until you hit them. I think each movie has its own. I, I think each movie has a unique fight scene and space battle, but then you're a, you are personally are able to like lump them together and then like into this box, and then they're not jumping out of that box. But then within that box, they are very they're they are different enough 
in my head. That, they're that sectioned off in that box. Yeah. For us. For you, it might just be one box with no sections. It's just all lumped in. Yeah, you want them to go really outside the box. But then I think they're doing it enough. Yeah. Like in Rogue One, there's like a command ship and then the shield being generated and have to take down the satellite. And they have the hammerhead going, hit, like oh, pushing the dude, ship yeah. into the shield. And then, uh, like, episode four and six, like, obviously, it's, it's just a Death Star trench run. One's along the outside, one's going through to the core. So that's, like, the difference there. Um, and then you have, like, Poe's ship that can just turn really fast. Uh, on the, what, episode eight fast? Yeah. Yeah. And then episode, well, nine, uh, which, which we'll get to next. Eventually, yeah. Has, <laughs> has the uh, light speed. Uh, episode eight has the ram into the Star mm-hmm. Destroyer thing. Mm-hmm episode I, I could i could go on i could go on <laughs> but each one is different enough i think in my head but they really need to impress you with like huge spectacle i suppose no because it's just you know not, right now is the age of you know giving us something new mm-hmm. like let's see if i can pick up a good example if that age starts at 2015 i think <laughs> you know yeah episode seven eight nine have, have done that Marvel's too critical. <laughs> Marvel's a tough customer. Yeah. This is the world of tough, Star Wars. This is our, is our turf, dude. Get out of here. <laughs> no, because... Uh, yeah, because I think you guys already like it to begin with. So, like, to me, it's just like... What what, what can get grab my attention? And that's something that I need to... You know, it'd be easier for me to grab my attention if it's something different, something new. Something that makes me go like, oh... Well, apparently, Galaxy's has grabbed your attention. Well, yeah. Definitely. Especially because you went twice. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went, I went two different... Actually, no, three different days. No, no. Uh, twice. Yeah, twice. Two different days. Um, okay, well, let's, let's jump into that then, I guess. Or do you want to talk more about Disney Plus? Um, no. Uh, all, like, all in all, like, even though this was a Disney Plus discussion, this became like a Mandalorian discussion. Because it is a flagship title, because we are Star Wars fans, I'm not worried about that mm-hmm. but all in all like I'm pretty satisfied with the way this series was it was a very surprising thing and they combined like a lot of uh, a lot of different references to make this series possible but it was very enjoyable mm. oh I also really enjoyed the cameos I'm not um, for sure like oh, yeah. it's just it was just fun especially <clears throat> Bill Burr I'm, I'm sure you yeah. got a kick of that well, my favorite comedians yeah. in this show <laughs> Gina Carano was used very much Taika Waititi mm-hmm. yeah, who you know you may know as IG. Several people, Korg, IG88. He directed that last episode, mm-hmm. and Accenture. Me when was in it. Me now when the legend. Yes, for sure. Oh, um, here, I don't know if you asked this already, but what other Star Wars shows would you guys want to see? I want to see a Darth Maul show. Oh, oh uh, yeah, I, I kind of do. Like I'm but a little sad but, that yeah. Solo trilogy or whatever that was gonna be didn't pan out because we, we would have got Darth Maul more yeah. but I would I want to see Darth Maul for sure what about some sort of like Fast and the Furious type with pot racing or something um something um, like completely like different but left, like, out of they, left field yeah but like they, they can still like I'm, I'm sure they can still make a good story out of that I would like to see some kind of like small scale like drama which has Star Wars like elements in it Maybe not like the politics side of Star Wars. The drug maybe. spice running spice runners. Yeah, maybe like a, maybe like a you know a gritty yeah drug smuggling show, where they're smuggling spice, which is the equivalent of drugs. You know, they don't have powers, 
and there's yeah. spaceships and aliens like that's cool enough to me mm. uh but yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm really excited for more disney plus shows i i i think we talked about this a little bit too but you guys don't watch this I have, yeah i haven't been utilizing it enough uh, <laughs> yeah I, I haven't watched anything other than mandalore i've kind of like diverged myself from watching tv this year so it's just like i feel like i've been um i feel like i've been watching a lot more disney plus than netflix and stuff it's mm. just so much more content on disney plus compared to netflix well, really? they're, con- they're more. They're more. That's much more content that that we I, we want to watch, or even or like, especially <laughs> a Disney fan would watch, like all the Pixar originals, um, and eventually later on Marvel. By the way, they're moving up Falcon and Winter Soldier to also? August. Really? To August. Oof. Wait, is that before uh, Vision, WandaVision? No, oh, yeah, yeah. It it, is? It's always been. It's always going to be the first. Oh, I thought WandaVision was. Yeah, I thought WandaVision was first. Yeah, I think so. I think WandaVision's gonna be... It's towards the end, like, November, December. Yeah, okay. that, that's when Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be. Oh, uh, okay. Toward, like, fall of this year. Okay, for sure. But um, I can't wait for, for all wait, that. Wait, but for, with Falcon, U.S. agent's supposed to be in the show, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, have you seen his, his I've pictures? Seen his, yeah, I've seen oh, his yeah. pictures. So, when, when does Falcon become Captain America? Do you know what's, what, what they claim it's gonna be about? No, I haven't. So, it it's supposed to be like the U.S. government, since Cap died or, or left, retired, yeah, they they felt like they can they they can claim the next captain. They can uh, they can appoint someone to yeah, be the next captain. Right? Yeah, and that's U.S. agent. Okay, and they don't want Sam to be that. I don't know if so it whose has, shield whose shield is he wielding? Uh, probably made it. <laughs> But I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's if they're gonna get touch into like some sort of racial thing mm-hmm. with Sam. I think be, they. I think they should. Yeah. Especially with like the time in Asia now. Yeah. It's like ooh, Disney's getting dark over yeah. here. Yeah. But I think from what I read, that's what it's gonna be about. So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of Disney, you guys want to bring up your Disney Star Wars Land experiences real quick? Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> Another thing is we took a big, long break just because... Yeah. Um, Mar- Marvin and I were off for like two months. So Yeah, we we took our sabbatical and... Um, That's why we haven't been podcasting until now. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did you go, Michael? So... Let's go first. Right after... Basically after our last podcast, uh, I, I left for Japan for two weeks. Uh, spent a little time in Toronto, and then went to LA for like Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And then, well, for me, I went to, went to I went to Australia, Singapore, Japan again. Yeah. And then came back for the holidays, and then I went to Disney World. That's where I went to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And oh well, my god, I <laughs> went home and I stayed there. And you looked at pictures of Galaxy's Edge. And we sent you yeah. pictures of yeah. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And we told you about Galaxy's Edge. But bro, dude, dude, you oh need to go. Oh my god! Like, because you're a bigger Star Wars fan than I am. Like, just I talk had... about just talk about Galaxy's oh, Edge. It was don't, amazing. Don't address yeah. Like even talk to the fans, especially for me, like as as like the the lowest Star Wars fan here. Oh, he said it. <laughs> yeah. Listen up, people. Like he said it. It's it was a. Uh, it was an experience. Like I felt really immersed, and they they did a really good job of like uh, hitting, like capitalizing on the on the points that a, an average fan mm-hmm. would have. But at the same time, like if you really looked into it, uh, those hardcore fans like you guys 
there's a there's small details that you guys would probably like enjoy even more and like Dude, okay, for, for me... It's just what, the details. The okay. details impresses me, dude. So I, don't, I don't know if it's the same kind of layout for you at Disney World, I don't right? think so, no. So, for me, when I was in Disneyland and, like, walking to Galaxy's Edge, like, once you hit the border, mm-hmm. everything changes, yep, yep. right? All the scenery stuff changes. Mm-hmm. Like, you have these noises and sound effects that happen. Like, you hear ships flying by. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's yeah, and and then, you hear, like, droids beeping and cool. doing all this stuff. And then I think the like, the first thing I saw was actually Ray and Chewbacca. Oh yeah, playing. they're yeah. out there. They're out there walking, yeah. playing with the kids, doing oh, the man. little satellite tower thing. Uh-huh. Oh man! And that was like, that was really cool. Yeah, like they they just have a lot of like like on the side, and like there's like a market area, and like just it's just everything about it. It just you feel really really immersed. Dude, that market area was like legit. Yeah, like they they make it oh, so. Oh yeah, totally. I you, just, you just walk in and look up. It's like yeah, you're completely uh, yeah. surrounded. Yeah, lots can. lots of props and everything. For like sure. it's I don't know, and then the rides, of course. Um, well, for you, so there was fun. only for me, there was only really one ride. Uh, so like uh, the Millennium Falcon, the mm-hmm. smallest run or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because when I went, it was maybe a few weeks before Rise of the Resistance uh, ride opened, uh-huh. so I didn't get a chance to, to take that that ride. Yeah, um, luckily for me, the Rise opened that earlier that month, mm-hmm. so in December, and so I was able to ride both, and I Rise beats Millennium Falcon by. Long shot. See, I can't. I can't comment on that because I haven't yeah. read the other one. Wait, Is so wait, Millennium wait. Falcon ride similar to like Star Tours, where it like Kinda. raises you up and you move. A yeah, yeah, bit. yeah, you, but you're controlling yeah. the Falcon. So there's oh. a group. Basically, you p- get paired up in a group six. of six. Yeah, okay. two people will be pilot. One controls up and down. One controls left and right. You have uh, two engineers uh-huh. and two gunners. And two gunners. Gunners to shoot. You know pretty straightforward engineers yeah. will do repairs and like the tractor beam stuff right yeah i think but basically like throughout throughout the the whole ride like they uh you have to it, work I think together it's, i think it's hondo right that yeah that, that kind of narrates you and then they he would say like engineers press this button and then oh yeah. gunner like you need to fire and left fire, fire right yeah, yeah. Or like, and so and where you're sitting there there's usually a control panel next to you to your left or your right and then the buttons that you need to press they light up. They light up. So you just keep pressing it. Yeah. Is um, Hondo... It, like, I heard that for Star Wars Land, there's like a, like a made-for-the-land mascot kind of thing who like is the icon for like each each place. Is that Hondo? I don't know about that. I'm not really sure about that one. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't Sorry. Know. But I know... I, I, don't, I, haven't even, I haven't even heard of who Hondo is until the, the ride. Yeah, same here. So, right. I'm, yeah. But he, he's kind of a, a big character for that ride because he's the one that... Uh, quote unquote hires you to yeah. be mm-hmm. the pilots and stuff but like the whole experience was pretty legit but for me I, I get motion sickness easily but I just sucked it up and you know tried it tried it out and it was definitely wasn't as bad as Star Tours for those of you guys with motion sickness um, but yeah it was like, nice like, I, I was an engineer what were, what were I was you? a pilot oh shit that was so cool like do, 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 like left and right yeah. and pushing hyperspeed or like yeah. oh what do you have a lever there's yeah, a lever yeah. there's, oh, there's like there's things that you lever. can like press awesome. and like pull and whatever and like then, I, I, the, the little details that I like that they kept up with the series because Star Wars is such a like a worldwide thing like when they were teaching Poe and Ray like what what buns to flick 
like for filming episode seven, it's like from the footage of episode you know four. Mm-hmm. Like they were just making bullshit and stuff. But like no no no, you have to you know flick this switch, flick that one, and this one, and then you can start. I'm like oh that's cool. Oh, when you were waiting inside the Millennium Falcon, uh-huh. like in that little waiting room uh-huh. with the chessboard and all the other stuff, uh-huh. did the the, the uh, ship start flashing and sparking and then alarms went off? No. For us, it did because. How long were you in there for? It wasn't that long. Yeah. But, like, even when you're waiting to get called up for your group, it is still, like, fully immersed. Yeah. Like, someone has to go physically over to the spot that's broken and go flip a switch. Right. That's cool. I didn't know that. But do they tell you to do that? Yeah. Like, the people working, they're like, hey, somebody needs to go fix that. Go, go, go. Oh, that's so sick. No, that didn't happen to me. Especially because, like, if you have kids around, right? Yeah. Yeah. The kids are like, do it oh for sure see like okay even with that like it's a little bit um the the waiting the queue line mm-hmm. is like um a little bit more interactive and that i really like that because basically so you're you're in line and then um once, once you once you get way. before the the waiting room they hand you a card so it has a color and the the position that that you're they're either a pilot engineer or gunner and then they hand you a card and then you can go in there you can just roam around the waiting room yeah and take pictures and all that stuff and then then you can then they call you like okay red whoever red, has a red yeah, red card red, card, red group or whatever yeah, and then they put you in six at a time mm-hmm. and also rise rise of the resistance like the whole the whole you, you go in line and then there's like a docking bay or like it's right? it, it starts the the whole journey the whole ride starts in line and that's what's crazy. Like, you actually it's, go through... Again, with the details. Yeah. You're just bombarded by details. Yeah. And you're always entertained, even in like, line. Yeah, even in line, because when you're going through the queue and walking along, you're actually, like, in the space. Like, yeah. Mm. Like, for the Millennium Falcon, you're in the hangar. Mm-hmm. And you keep walking around the Millennium Falcon. Do you get into the Millennium Falcon using that, that little ramp thing? No, no, no. no, no. no. You're, no. you're not actually oh. in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> like, oh. You're it's walking, just, yeah. Yeah. It, okay. it, they just kind of make the room... <laughs> Like, you know the living room area where they have the play chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they just make that room, and then the, you end there up going are in there. like those kind of corridors. You know those yeah, white, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, white tall corridors. Ones. Yeah, those are what you have to walk through to get into the cockpit. Yep. Okay. And that's what you walk out to get out. To. That's cool enough because I, I thought like from the renderings of Star Wars Land that there would be you know, the actual money Falcon, yeah. like full. No, you don't get to walk up the ramp, but All right, no. Fine. But uh, I don't know if you if Disneyland has it, but they also have like what's c- called Disney Play, and like basically like while you're waiting in line, you can ha- you, there's like things that you can do. So for example, um, in the Millennium Falcon ride, this is at Disney World. Um, uh, you can play this game, and then they're like, okay, are you in line in the Millennium Falcon? Yes. Uh, are you behind the Millennium Falcon? Because you know there's that big Millennium Falcon outside. Yeah. Are you behind it? Are you like? Are you under it, behind it? And mm-hmm. they're like, yes. Okay, so look for look for these crates, and I need you to scan this. This, this is Hondo talking. So then you're like looking for the crates, and you're like, oh shit, scan it. And then they're like, okay, thanks. Like you get, I'll give you this many credits for that. And then then you keep going up through the line, and it's like, okay, are you up in the the above the Millennium Falcon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how many red tips are there on the on the back of the Millennium Falcon I didn't know about this then, then it's like okay there's five and it's like okay you're right here here's some more credits oh maybe I should have used it, the app more yeah, it, but I don't, I don't know if Disneyland has like, it might I don't know it but basically like despite you know there not being a lot of like rides and stuff per se in the Star Wars land there's like enough content 
that you yeah. can do oh, passively yeah, yeah, to like, yeah, keep dude. yourself entertained. Yeah, so. and, and like for Star Wars Line too, like there's also uh, a, um, a Kylo Ren and two stormtroopers that usually go around. Yeah. Trolls. And, and then r- there's also a Ray that kind of uses people to hide from yeah. Kylo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so like, you I've know, seen some videos like that. Yeah. And it, like it. That's, that alone is enough to sell me as a Star Wars fan. And, like, there's, to go. and the actors are so dedicated. Yeah. Like, I was wearing a, a sweater with Vader's head on it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, the ugly Christmas sweater because it was Christmas, Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. And those two stormtroopers were, like, on a balcony. They looked down at me and, like, we uh, we see that. And, like, we we appreciate your support. I was like, oh, damn. That's cool. Dang. And even when I went to go, um, go into a store to buy something, like, it's a resistance or rebel oh, run yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. They saw the Vader, and it's like, no, you can't buy this. I was like, what? <laughs> but your friend can. It's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So there's like a, a store for Resistance, a store for the yeah. First Order. Yeah. And then um, there's one that's like more neutral, I think. Uh, I forgot. And then um, also, the uh, I, I built a droid. I built two droids, mm-hmm. and then you built a I lightsaber. I built a lightsaber. How was that experience for you? Dude, okay. Was it so worth it? it? I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, being able to choose... Like, what design you want, what kind of crystal you want, and then, like, going through the whole, like, oh, we have to, like, secretly do this. Like, it didn't last a long time. I think it was, like, 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes for the whole thing. But it's dependent on, like, how how fast or slow the, the, the people is, in the group but, is, right? Um, but naturally, there, there's some theatrics, right? Yes, there's a lot of theatrics in there. Uh, it's really well done. Like... If it didn't cost 200 bucks, I would do it again, but <laughs> it cost 200 bucks. Oh, but because you're a Star Wars fan, you'll shell that 200 bucks yeah. out again. Exactly. It's a really good quality lightsaber. It's The hilt is really made sturdy. of metal. It's sturdy, it's hefty, it's got weight to it. Like, I <laughs> I thought I was going to have trouble like bringing it back home in the, on the plane. Yeah, that's what I kept asking you. Like, if you if you brought if you bought the lightsaber, like, you know, how did you bring it back home? I like, literally was put it on the in the bin that's it like I I feel like so so like when you got to like TSA and the x-ray you put the lightsaber and it went Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I just picked it up afterwards I want to be the TSA agent and be like is that a a lightsaber that's literally a weapon bro (laughs) that's a laser sword (laughs) why someone's armed with that I'll allow it (laughs) no it was kind of funny though like uh, because I was literally reading online it's like does this count as a third like does this lightsaber itself count as an item does it some, yeah, it does. It's supposed to. Okay. But then, funny thing is, this girl in front of me had, like, three bags. And then they, the flight attendant was like, oh, you, you have to consolidate into two before you can go on. And then I go check in my my uh, my ticket to go on board. She sees I have a lightsaber in, like, two bags. She just had nothing. She let me walk. <laughs> so I was like, wait, she got called and I didn't? Uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. She's gonna stop. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, she didn't say shit. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm in there. Yeah, I she think, didn't I say think, shit I think people it. in LA, at LAX, they they know. Like what that, it is. That's what I was thinking. And they're prepared. <laughs> they, and it doesn't take too much room. It literally fits in the bin. No problem. Like eventually, there's gonna be like a designated lightsaber like yeah. bin that, up top. This should. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because from Orlando, I was like, there has to be like a lot of people bringing droids and and sabers on yeah and i don't know but i'm excited like this whole immersive like 
like things that you can like build or whatever. I'm excited for them to do that for Marvel. But I've, I've been kind of thinking about like what could they possibly? What can you do I, for I Marvel? No, build your own web shooter. Build your, build own. your own Mjolnir. Your own vibranium shield. Black Panther face helmet. Uh, uh, tear up your own clothes so you can be the Hulk. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't know. But I, I, know. I, I hope that they have something like that, though, because I, I was very, very impressed with Galaxy's Edge. And for those of you guys listening, like, this you guys can't please. This is a very painful discussion for me. <laughs> yeah, he, Les is like... I, I, I can't participate. You guys are telling me things I want to hear, things that I want to do. It's okay. It's going to cost me a lot of money. It's going to cost me money and travel. I wanted you guys. I wanted to say shut up from the start. But <laughs> it's, but it's not. It's potentially not good content. that expensive. <laughs> to be honest, going but, to LA isn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but at least, at least you were able to watch Rise of Skywalker twice. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And twice. finish Mandalorian. Yes. Ooh. You guys want to talk about any more <laughs> galaxies? And Do we need stuff to talk about Star Wars? And make my ears bleed some more before we get to talk about Episode Nine. Should we? <laughs> I think I'm good for now. I I think uh, I say if you have like the opportunity to go to Galaxy's Edge, yeah. go definitely. Like if you are a big Star Wars fan, even if you're not, yeah, like, it even is if you're not, yeah. a great experience. Hey, as a as a medium fan in Marvin, and he had like a, a really good time. I think that's already saying enough, right? For the average Disneyland goer, and I, I'm just impressed with Disneyland's in general. Like even uh, the the Toy Story lines. Um, I haven't been to California adventures yet since they made the pixar pier but um but in uh in disney world where they built the galaxy's edge they also since i last went there they also built toy story land and that's that was pretty cool Mm -hmm. no uh actually didn't have a toy story land in tokyo disney but like i'm I'm just really impressed with like how immersed well when they do that hotel thing where you have to dress up in the robes and Mm -hmm. I talk about Star Wars one. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. When you do that, that I I kind of want to try. That'll be the next Star Wars ish experience that you have to do. For sure. I'm sure there's places like around the world that have built up like sets to to scale and to detail that you can go in and pay in and experience and be like ah off my bucket list as a Star Wars fan. Like going going to Tunisia and visiting you know Uncle Owen's little little hunt hut. (laughs) But anyways, a high high recommendation for uh. Mm -hmm. Disneyland in general. Yeah. Talk to me if you want yeah. to learn more about You can about expect Disney. more content out of Marvin because yeah. it's, it's on him and his wife's bucket list until they travel to each one of the Disneylands. And we'll, we we we'll wanted to go to, to Hong Kong and Shanghai. Those are the only two that Don't we haven't now, been please. to. <laughs> yeah, but, right now is not, not a good time. time. It's not a great time right now. Yeah, yeah, as of January, I don't want to quarantine you for <laughs> We're 10 out of 12 so far. So Yeah, which is pretty insane. Yeah, like we brought it before, I just started the podcast. Episode 9 came out. The end of the Skywalker saga. What began in 1977 is finished in 2019 with the Rise of Skywalker. What are you guys' initial thoughts on the movie? You guys have both seen it once in theaters? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Um. Boo! <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> I hate it. I, no, yeah. It was. It was. I liked it. <laughs> you know. You know what I'm saying. Reluctantly, I like. <laughs> I, I think. I think I like this better than eight, seven, and eight. Okay. Fair. Um, okay, that's very fair. Yeah. Michael, any any quick quick sound bites for uh, your overall thoughts? I love it. 
I like eight better than this nine. Actually, don't yeah, don't don't take take it take my comment with the grown song because I, I already forgot. What I, I think we established this 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 whole episode. <laughs> For me, it's like <laughs> if you shut your brain off, you know, <laughs> and just watch and then just watch it, right? Yeah. You'll enjoy it. There's a lot of cool things that happen. A lot if, you of try, if you try not to like it, you'll like it. If you want to like it, don't you think you know. Don't think not. about it too much because the plot is so jumpy. If yeah. you try to stick to it, you're you're gonna get confused. Right. Like I, I I did the same thing for episode eight as I did episode nine. I watched it twice in theaters, and the second time is much more enjoyable because all of the ways I didn't want the story to go to, I was like ready for. But then the fact that I have to like. I wasn't ready for this and it hit me in a way that you know made me uncomfortable it's like that's already like enough to be like all right this isn't my cup of tea kind of thing mm. so the way that the series ended like i'm not really happy with it because they just they went full disney on this thing you know with that there's like a kiss scene and a, like a little love story i did there's... <laughs> i could care less for that kiss scene yeah. it didn't really matter I, there's a whole like not. there's like unlimited evil in one body there's there's pure good in all another. the good in another and there's like final battle there's like every single starship versus every single starship they like they, 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 they up the ante in scale which is cool but then the way they did it i felt it was like it's just so so disney which star wars shouldn't be yeah <laughs> they tried to do too much they tried to do too much yeah this movie had like had a lot of ends to tie and like what I think who said it best was uh, Mark Bernardin, who was you know one of the co-hosts for uh, Fat Man Beyond, that, another podcast. He was like, all the things that were done in the movie was done for our sake, not for the character's sake in the movie. You know why they're doing this is just to give us satisfaction, not for their own. You know, the motivations were, you know, for the audience. Yeah, I mean, I now that you bring it up, like yeah, I t- completely agree with the whole. They just wanted a big scale. They just wanted like, like how do the we spectacle. end this right? Yeah. Like this just is give the ninth me movie. How yeah. do we do it? You know, the biggest threat before was like the Death Star and like Star Destroyer. So like, how about you have like put them together? Yeah, <laughs> all these every uh, stuff. ship is a Death Star. Yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> why didn't you deploy this earlier? <laughs> they had one ship left in the last movie. You just blow it up and it, you're good. Why not? Why not then? Why not deploy <laughs> that whole fleet then? It's like it made no sense. And the, the one biggest gripe before I talk about the good parts of it, the one biggest gripe is that um, when Ray is on the ground at the very end and she's like, be with me. And then you hear Hayden Christensen's voice, who plays Anakin. Mm. And he's like, bring balance to the force like I did. I'm like, no, you didn't. You failed. <laughs> Palpatine is still alive. You didn't vanquish evil they once They didn't retcon his act. Right. So like the sacrifice that Darth yep. Vader made to become good, destroy his master and save his son it's completely like undone because he didn't actually like solve anything oh yeah by the way spoiler alert for Rise of Skywalker <laughs> Raise a Palpatine yeah. oh, oh, oh yeah. my god if you didn't watch the movie already I don't know what you're doing Dude, I, I kind of wish that at the end where like Kylo like raised Rey back from the dead mm-hmm. kind of but using the force and then Rey would be like oh no and then she does the same and they just keep going back and forth until they both like are depleted with the force and then they're just they're just <laughs> old they're just dead old people all wrinkly and uh, that's how palpatine became looked like that right? yeah or maybe like they look normal but they only have like half their lifespan left to go a uh, question like men together just, oh, just a non non-binary <laughs> supreme being 
diode yeah. dyad thing. So 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 that area that that location where Palpatine was like Exegol. is he, is is he making more like Snokes or something? He was. He was. I think he What's was cloning. I think Snoke was like he's trying to clone himself. I think Snoke was the failed. This hurts to oh, hear explain yeah. because like I'm so not a fan Me neither. of this plot line. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what Michael said is what I think as well. Yeah, that I think that's exa- like that's what's happening. Like the Sith experimented with cloning and all that kind of. And then Snoke is a failure, so therefore Palpatine wants Rey to take over. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think I'm the biggest fan now. I think if you're a fan of this, then, then you are lost. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing back a quote from episode three. I, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. That, that moment right there, Marvin's the, point of view. Wait, is that the, 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 the fight scene? Yeah, yes. in the lava planet. You were supposed to be the chosen one. Bro, I cried in that when I remember. Oh, nice. Good for you. You are a Star Wars fan. I cried because I was like, I don't get what's happening. <laughs> what, why is he doing this? He has the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it reminds me of uh, uh, Monty, Monty Python. Um, Which one? You know, Holy like... Grail? Yeah, yeah. So basically, there's like that... The one scene where like the knight just keeps getting his limbs cut off. Oh, oh like that, that, yeah. that's what happened. Just, just the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing out. He's no, like, I'm not. He's like hopping on one leg, and he's like, "Okay, fine." This is a draw. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, that's what happened, to Anakin. Yeah. For for all our gripes, we do have some good things to say, like the whole hyperspace jumping. Uh, I forgot what Wait, term that they was. Used. Eight, right? I mean, eight was the one where they crashed it. I'm talking about yeah. where Poe. Goes light speed to light speed to light speed. I thought uh, that was a very unique thing. It's not to unique. Do. Guardians already did that. Well, they're part of the same company, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't. Let that go. And then they were like, Whoa! "No, they're they're going through wormholes or something." That's that's not what they're doing. In uh, in yeah, they're literally Sonic. going through well, light speed. Or yes. Mm. Um, we get to see all of our the original three again. We get to see Leia. R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. We get to see Luke as a Force Ghost. We get to see Han as a memory, memory. flashback yeah. thing. And that was really unexpected. And, you know... I did, yeah, I did not expect Han Solo to show up again. Right. I, I think it was very appropriate yeah. to, like, tie together when... when to, to do a kind of reversal, you know, when Kylo Ren is... Just, like, Ben Solo becomes Kylo Ren in the fullest by killing his dad. And then the reverse, becoming Ben Solo, and then having Han's approval. Or like knowing his love, I'm like, oh, that's that's really cool. I wish they did something like, where, like Ray and Kylo, like, they're because like they're connected, yes. in their heads or whatever, or through the Force or whatever, mm-hmm. like they're able to kind of, create. Uh, A child, <laughs> it, it, I guess like <laughs> images are like, then then like let's say Kylo brings back like Darth Maul and Darth Vader bring back or like oh. just just in their just in their oh, heads because okay. you know they're, they're able to like hit something and then it happens over on the other side okay and then like let's say ray brings back with obi and luke sure. then they have a three on three. Oh, see that would be different a force goes fighting force yeah. goes with yeah. lightsabers yeah <laughs> that'd be sick dude that, that would be pretty cool um other good things i really like uh that the, the girl with the gold helmet and the purple suit on Poe's homeworld thing, oh, Zara, his, his Zori, Zuri. love interest. Yeah, I like her character design and Babu Frick a little bit. The little monkey guy who destroyed CP three, who restored wiped his mind. Yeah, whatever. Memory. 
You remember that, Marvin? Oh, the, yeah, okay, now I remember. Yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember, like, what girl you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, on that planet. Yeah. Who's the actress for that? Carrie Russell. She's in The Americans. Other than that, I, I, I can't say what else you might know her from. Um, other good things. Uh, I, I like the fight scene that took place on the Death Star in the water. Yes, you know? that was a good fight scene. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then that whole stab Kylo in the stomach. I was like, oh, oh my god. And, and, and then heal and then... Yeah. And then kiss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, much later, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. So is that when Kylo supposedly fell in love with Rey? <laughs> Probably. I think Ben Solo fell in love with Rey through their mind-melding thingy in episode 8. Kylo's like... But now that Kylo's gone, I think... The, seed, the you, seed was you, planted. You penetrated me, so therefore <laughs> I shall return the favor. <laughs> How do you feel about... Um, uh, you know, Kylo giving his life for Rey at the very end. And then he goes away. From my perspective, I didn't, I, 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 I didn't think that it was deserved. I don't think that that relationship was that deserved. No, not like that. Like, I, don't, I didn't feel like that relationship was earned. Because like, they were at odds for like a year yeah. following And I week. just, I don't know. Like, Adam Driver is such a good actor, but like, I just felt like Star Wars, is, he, he was always mad. He's just really one-sided in the, all of the, the three episodes. One-dimensional. Yeah, like for the most part, he's just always mad, and you don't know why. And he and he's not just like mad; he's like mad, like bro, like chill. He's, he's got like tantrum child. He has, he has yeah, daddy issues. And yeah, he's issues. Like, he's like, and he's just so reckless because he's just so mad for some reason. And we find out because Luke tried to kill him, and it's like just because of that, he's just constantly mad, like all the time. And it's like fucking Ray, give me a lightsaber behind my head. Yeah, but he was good then. He turned back. But, but uh, the, the Ben Solo part where uh, Rey, you know, is going to strike down the Emperor and then the lightsaber transfers to uh, Kylo mm-hmm. and he fights the Knights of Ren. I thought that was a pretty cool, well mm-hmm. done, like, surprise. Mm-hmm. I just needed that fight scene to be longer because, you know, you, you, you hype the Knights of Ren so much and you just give me glimpses of them. I know. And they don't do much. Yeah. Overall, like I, this is enjoy. It's an enjoyable movie as a Star Wars fan, but as like a movie film critic, if I put on that hat, then it's, I, I I don't like it. It's, it wasn't the best ending to something we've like watched through our whole childhood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next time we can go over like how you would have done it differently, and then see if we can think of a better movie. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely do that. Maybe by next time we can like present it. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise. Um, I think that's it for the podcast, the first one out of 2020. Yep. I think we got a lot to talk about, apparently. Uh-huh. And this is just Star Wars. Yeah, no, right. Not even, like, all of our fandoms. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think uh, Super Bowl is this weekend. Yep. And, um, Go Niners. I'm, I'm pretty nervous, but... <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to talk about it right now, but... Yeah, that's, that's what's coming up uh, for this weekend, but... Stay tuned for more episodes in the yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. It's a brand new podcast for the Nitro Nerdbrew Season 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for listening again. And uh, go Niners! Yep. So, I've been your host, Wes. Uh, Michael. And I'm Marvin. Peace. Peace. Bye.